Welcome to Learned Lag, a podcast about yesterday's Learned League questions and answers. I'm George. And I'm Amanda. George and I are both in Zephyr A. This is season 24 for me and season 28 for George. This is day 7 of season 96. Once again, we are in a blackout. We apologize for the generator noise. Question 1 asks us for the portmanteau coined in 1965 to describe an economic cycle with both high unemployment and a general increase in prices. So I was reading this uh, through and initially thought before I got to the portmanteau part that this was just describing a recession, but I don't think that's actually the, quite the right conditions anyway, um, given what I've been hearing lately about, you know, economists are worried about mm -hmm. the U.S. economy potentially moving towards rece recession, um, and I think that the high unemployment isn't necessarily needed for that. Um, and so the portmanteau part made me think of, well, you know, a, a large general increase in prices would be inflation. Um, so it sounds like, um, you know, there would be something flation kind of triggered for me, the idea of stagflation, that that was a term that I probably learned in a Doonesbury compendium yeah. at some point uh, in the 80s um, when I was a kid reading those and trying to decipher their cultural context. Um, and so once that kind of popped to mind is like, oh, yeah, that was a thing, especially like sort of in the 70s where, you know, the, the you know, issues with OPEC and high, high oil prices or whatever, I feel like was one of the precipitating things for this type of thing. I don't know. I'm just kind of uh, vaguely recalling these things that I was mostly a kid to be experiencing. Um, and so at the same time, that sounded like it checked enough boxes because, you know, you've got increasing prices, but the economy is kind of stagnating. And so stagflation is what I thought sounded right. Yeah, mine was pretty much exactly the same like uh i i know that I, I knew that stagflation was a thing i knew it was during the nixon administration mm -hmm. uh, i knew that it was inflation plus something else and i didn't know what else sure uh, i, I kind of maybe thought that it was like inflation that was low enough that it was like causing slowdowns in other parts of the economy but it mm. wasn't like super high because that's just inflation okay but i didn't for some reason, I didn't learn about stagflation in any of my economics courses. So, right. Uh, but for lack of anything else, this just kind of seemed to fit all that. Mm -hmm. So this was one where I figured, well, if it's not this, I don't know it. Yeah. So I'll go with stagflation. And that was the correct answer. Whew. Yeah, definitely one where it was kind of like, if it isn't, I, I didn't even think about if it isn't this. I just thought this, you know, sounds plausible mm -hmm. and I won't feel dumb even yeah. if it's wrong. Sure. Question two asks us for the other name of King Koopa. Yeah, I I knew this was from the Mario Donkey Kong universe, mm -hmm. but I don't, I, I never really played any of those games. Right. Uh, that was like just after I, I was big into the Atari 2600 mm -hmm, and then mm -hmm. not so much the NES. And then I you know, went to college and Same. just never got into that gaming sphere. Uh, so I thought, well... If, if it's from a 1985 video game that clearly that's the original Donkey Kong video game ah. and 
or it just that that seemed like it was the original Donkey Kong video game. Uh, and then, so that's either Mario or Donkey Kong or Princess Peach. Ah. Uh, so that must be, I guess Donkey Kong is also King of the Koopas. I don't know. Sure. <laughs> um, I, you know, this is one that I, is another one that I feel like I somehow, uh, glommed onto pretty recently. Cause like you, I, you know, after the Atari home, you know, console systems, um, I, I really didn't spend a lot of time playing video games other than like a few specific arcade ones like Galaga or right. whatever. Um, and so I figured this was from like, I didn't even really think too hard actually about which video game is being referenced in the question. Um, but I had heard that the leader of the turtle like Koopas, and maybe this is from some other pop culture reference to them was Bowser. And I don't know why I that stuck for me, I guess. Hmm. Um, I am trying to remember now what it could have been that referenced that. It, some meta-level thing, I guess, that sure. just made it click for me. Um, but, you know, that came relatively quickly to mind, which is weird because game sport, including video games, is not, you know, a strong suit for me at all. Yeah. Um, but... I was like, well, I know that's at least a character from the right, you know, universe of video games. And so I thought, eh, at least I'll be close. Uh, so I went ahead and put down Bowser. Well done. So Crazy. I guess 1985, now that I think about it, was probably Mario Brothers, the original video yeah, game. Yeah, I think so. When, yeah, when, Super Mario Brothers. Yeah. yeah. When, or, or, or just was, Mario. I think just Mario Brothers was the very first one. Oh, okay. I could be wrong. I don't, I don't remember. Like I, I said, I don't know. Yeah. I think Donkey Kong was a little earlier than 85, but I just didn't. Oh, Donkey Kong, yeah. I yeah, I don't, so. I don't think I would have gotten to it even if I had not thought, oh, it must be the original Donkey Kong. But, mm -hmm. no. Question three asks us for an ancient Greek hedonist whose name is the source of a word for a person with discriminating taste in food and wine. So initially, um, you know, the word that came to mind was either gourmet or gourmand for this mm -hmm. one. And uh, when I thought of those, though, I thought, I can't think of any Greek-sounding, you know, person whose name would be the root of that, you know, that couple of words or that, that idea, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, and so... I went around thinking about just like what are terms for um, uh, people who are really into things like aficionado or mm -hmm. um, you know, I was trying to think of like the food version of that, you know, foodie basically um, is, is kind of the modern version. Um, and then it kind of struck me that, um, that I was thinking of like, I, I think vaguely the other um, gourmet like magazines that are out there because there's like gourmet itself. Mm -hmm. There's Bon Appetit or there mm -hmm. was. I don't know if these are like some of these are just all online now. I don't know if they have print versions necessarily. Um, but one that I think was an offshoot of Bon Appetit was Epicurious, mm. which is, you know, just another sort of gourmet recipes website uh, as far as I know these days. And I remembered, oh, yeah, the, there's a term for someone who is an epicure, 
who likes good food and good wine and so on. Um, and so if I'm thinking, was there a person that that refers to? I think that was Epicurus. And that, that sounded like sort of right enough to me that um, I thought, yeah, I think that would be the appropriate uh, way of spelling out that, that name. So, um, and it makes sense that it kind of, um, you know, Epicurious is a pun on that specifically. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I thought, yeah, let's, let's go with Epicurus. Uh, I didn't land on that. I also started Mm -hmm. with Gourmet Gourmand, couldn't come up with anything. And finally the word Sybarite or Sybaritic came into my mind and I thought that I feel like that's not necessarily food and wine. Uh, I don't know that it necessarily has to do with discriminating taste either, but it's just, mm. it's kind of, uh, I think it's kind of hedonism adjacent. Sure. So, okay, would there have been a Sybaris or the like? Sybaritus? Sure. We'll go with that. Okay. Uh, the correct answer was Epicurus. Well done. Yeah, I, I was pleasantly surprised mm-hmm. at that one. Uh, question four asks us what celebrated British novelist wrote the feminist classic novel The Golden Notebook. Uh, yeah, British novelist <laughs> not good at, mm. feminist novelist not good at, 1960s literature not good at. <laughs> so this one just all wrapped up in I have no damn idea. Mm. Uh, and uh, the the only kind of, I won't even say hint, but thing I seized on was the fact that uh, Thorsten doesn't actually say the novelist was a woman. Mm. So I thought maybe it was Kingsley Amos, oh. who is a British novelist I only know about because I've read a couple of his kids' books. Okay. Uh, but for lack of anybody else that could possibly be like, you know, uh, the only other 1960s no- British novelist I could think of was Ian Fleming, and I knew that wasn't <laughs> it. It might so, be the exact opposite yeah, so, of any of this. Sure, let's go with Kingsley Amos. Okay. Um, so this one, <clears throat> my stumbling block was I could think of a number of feminist novelists, but none of them that I could recall were British. Um, I thought of uh, Margaret Atwood. I was like, no, she's Canadian. I thought of Doris Lessing. I thought, no, she's Canadian. Uh, I thought of uh, Joyce Carol Oates. I think she might be American. Um, I thought of... Uh, and, and so this is one of the ones among several, actually, that I left alone for a while and came back to, you know, once I... It was late in the afternoon, and I was like, okay, our power and internet are... Like, our power <laughs> has been out. We have a generator, so here we are, you know, fine, a safe form house. But our internet has also been on the fritz. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, not obviously not sure why that is, but not even cell signal yeah. is really working in our in our little area here. So I took a walk in the afternoon and went over, you know, to an area where I could at least get a couple bars of five G mm-hmm. to submit my answers. Um, and uh, soon before that, or you know, around that time, I I thought to myself. Oh, Iris Murdoch. she British? I bet she's British. That sounds like a good British kind of novelist name, and I think she's Thomas, feminist. Yeah, and I know she's a novelist, at least. Um, and so maybe that popped to mind because 
I actually have read about this at some point, which would make sense. This is exactly the kind of thing you might read some retrospective, um, you know, review of in the New Yorker, mm -hmm. you know, that's, that's right in their wheelhouse. So I, I've certainly, I, like, that's the thing is, I knew I'd probably heard of this, but it didn't, you know, but it's not something I know. I haven't read the book. I don't think I've read a whole, you know, if I've read a story about it generally, it's long since. And I, sure. I don't think I probably read all the way through, you know, sometimes I don't read all the articles, everybody. It's, <laughs> that's my confession today. Gasp. I know, right? Um, and so I thought Iris Murdoch sounded plausible enough for this. So I put down Murdoch. It was Doris Lessing. Dang it, anyway. Which, yeah. I, okay, here's the thing. I blame Moxie Fruvis for this. Good policy. Um, which, you know, the, they have the song My Baby Loves a Bunch of Authors. Mm -hmm. And she's mentioned in that song, and I'm like, why is she not Canadian then? Right. That's rude on all of their parts. It's... For, for her to be in the song, <laughs> not Canadian, it's and for Moxie Fruvis to do that. Tragically on brand for Moxie Fruvis to have screwed <laughs> up a feminism question Yee, for you. A little bit, yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, no dice. Question five asks us for a region in eastern India that was divided during partition into East Pakistan and West what? Yeah, so, you know, I've been learning a little bit more and more these days about partition in general. Um, I think it's kind of coming back up in, um, you know, popular culture or the zeitgeist or whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, I know I have read in the New Yorker about partition, yeah. but... Um, this particular detail of it, I know that East Pakistan is now Bangladesh. Mm -hmm. um, and so for whatever reason, I could not come up, though, with what the um, region of what's now India would be in relation to that. Mm -hmm. And I really wish I just sort of thought it through a little harder to think, well, you know, what else is around there? Like, I, I feel like I want to try to do that more with geography questions where I might think to myself, what body of water might be near that? You know, mm -hmm. it's, it's near Bangladesh. What sounds like that? You know, yep. just like think that through a little harder. And um, <laughs> the long story short is the thing that came to mind was Rajasthan. And that's not, you know, just that was my brain grasping at straws to name an area of India. Okay. So that's what I put down. Yeah, I couldn't land on anything either. Um, and I I also kind of thought of Bangladesh, but then thought, no, that that was something else. Mm. Um, and just kind of dismissed that. And I don't know if I would have been able to come back to that either, but just couldn't couldn't grab anything. I ran through the few... Uh, Indian state names that I know, none of them worked. So I finally just kind of punted and said, maybe this is part of Kashmir, and that's why, because mm. you know Kashmir is still uh, very disputed. Right. So perhaps that's part of you know that's that's why it's mm -hmm. or you know that's since it's still disputed, perhaps the fact that it was partitioned is part is amongst the reasons that it is still disputed so maybe this is Kashmir. unfortunately the answer was bengal yeah um which makes total sense mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. being near the bay of bengal and bangladesh oh, yeah. um and i think Kashmir is on the other 
like this would be like the northeast corner of mm-hmm. India, and that's northwest, kind of northwest by Pakistan. Itself. Makes sense. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely on the opposite. Yeah, it's yeah. on the Pakistan side. Yeah. Sorry. Question six gives us a bunch of runaround about <laughs> British bands and all the names they share Brian, in common. Brian's and Joneses and um, Taylors and yeah. Yes, and asks who, uh, what band Brian Jones and Mick Taylor were former members of. Brian Jones was in the Rolling Stones. Uh, That's yeah, just sure. a thing I know. Okay. Uh, I wasn't as certain about Mick Taylor, but I, I know that Brian Jones was one of the guitarists for the Rolling Stones back okay. in the day. So, All right. I said the Rolling Stones. See, I was going through this, and it's almost like with the number of Micks and Joneses uh-huh. that I implicitly ruled out the Rolling Stones because Mick Jagger's yep. place had already taken up Reasonable. in my brain. Um, and for some reason, I also really associated Brian Jones with the Kinks. I just thought, yeah, that's that sounds right, that, that those names would go with that band for whatever reason. Huh. And so I just, I, I didn't really have a way to reason my way out of it i don't think i would have been like oh wait what's missing in this group like Mm. a a group that contains foreigner the clash (laughs) queen and duran duran like there's no nothing that that hangs together with those other than popular british bands and there are a lot of those in life Mm -hmm. so you know yeah yeah, i was just like well the kinks then because that's another popular british band so that's what i went with utterly reasonable but it was the stones well, that's just rude. Which got me a whopping two on the day. Woo-hoo. And, you know, I'm, I'm almost kind of happy about it because <laughs> if, I'd, if I'd really gone after this day and really managed to land like four or even five, I am still going to get my ass kicked because I'm going <laughs> up against the top of our rundle, who's one, who has won our rundle several times. Oh, no. Uh, and somebody who's undefeated in the private rundle. So, oh, good grief. Yeah. Yeah, this is, yeah, this why, is not going to be a good day for me. Yeah, why a lot me. of effort on that? So, yeah, I, I also, since our internet's been down all day, I walked over to the local elementary school, which still mm-hmm. has internet and has their guest Wi-Fi on, and I stood out in front and I looked at the questions, and I spent less time on this day than any other day in the history of LL so far. I wow. just didn't want to forfeit. Fair. Yeah, I, well... Heck, I tried to get on the Wi-Fi, and that was mm-hmm. down by the time I went there, so yeah. boo hiss. Um, but, I mean, I, I, you know, I got three on the day, um, which is never great, although at least one was a game sport, and mm-hmm. I'll, you know, I'll take the win on that. I, I'm i curious as to whether, like, will the Epicurus one be a food and drink question, or will it be a world history question, or a language question? Be a language. Could be language. I'm betting yeah, I probably won't get much for that. Um, but, uh, yeah, between that and stagflation, I don't know, maybe I've got a prayer. I I don't know. I'm coming off a three-win streak, which is amazing mm. for me, yeah. especially in A-Rundle. Been doing great. Um, and so maybe I can hope, like, they'll probably take a look at the geography question and be like, yeah, that, three. <laughs> so uh, who knows? You've been but, doing well on non-U.S. geography lately. Though. I'm getting you, a little been... better. I know you've been, been studying it. Yeah, I'm trying to learn a little more. Um, I, I the difficulty is I'm don't have time to put into my day of like sit down and look at maps, right, or anything like that. Um, 
but I do the worldle and just kind of try to keep up on current events enough to get a picture of where things are happening. Mm-hmm. Um, Which is a good idea. Sure. I mean, that's a thing, you know, we, we've talked about how I'm not going to study up for Learned League because that's just not what I want to make my life into. Um, not that there's anything wrong with it for people who do, and it's kind of like their sport and they want to be more, mm-hmm. you know, um, focused about it. Um, but I just, I more like feel like I don't want to look at the questions and think to myself, I don't know what the hell is going on in the world or where anything yeah. is. Yeah. <laughs> so just to, to not feel like I'm, I'm, uh, you know, mm-hmm. isolated from all that or, yep. or unaware of it. That's yep. my goal. So. Yeah. Same here. Some days, some days that won't work out as well for me. Uh-huh. And that's how it is. Well, that's it for today. Uh, tune in tomorrow, except we're probably not going to be able to upload this for several <laughs> days anyway. Who knows? Right now, the uh, the as of Thursday evening, the uh, power company is saying that probably our power will be back on by Sunday night. And yeah. the cable slash internet company is just refusing to tell anyone when they yeah, think things will projecting. happen. They just, we're, we're working on it. Hell, yeah, just, just be patient. Don't don't yell at us, please. Yeah. So, which is fine. It's got to be awkward to be the cable company and to have the cable be out and have to work on that without you know cable access. Yeah. So that's that's probably throwing them off. So we'll give them some leeway to try to get that all fixed. Yep. So anyway, tune in tomorrow or don't, because who knows when this <laughs> will be uh, available. Uh, tune in next on your podcaster. Yeah. <sighs> But but anyway, remember, don't forfeit. Don't cheat. <laughs>